Hello, humans and reptilians, and welcome back to Poor Unfortunate Souls, the podcast where we are watching and discussing Disney movies through an adult perspective. My name is Pablo, and yes, this is Poor Unfortunate Souls. You might be thrown off because you can actually understand what we're saying. So, that's weird, but yeah. Hi, my little cherries, I'm Joaquina, and yes, we are back today with a new microphone, so I hope that you can... Listeners, better, yeah, and we are here with. Hello, this is Laia. Hello, my green cookies. Today we're going to discuss the movie Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Yes, and Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. The Christmas has already passed. This is actually, you know what? This is wait, what? Actually, this episode is going to be <laughs> on the internet, like, in February, so <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this the 27th of December. We like to pre-record because we don't know. There is a frog in the house and Quacky just... It's just my cat that is playing with a frog inside of the house. Yeah, cats are sadists. So, yeah, um, basically, actually, this is the first time we record with the podcast already published. The last time we recorded, we haven't posted the first episode. We posted the uh, episode zero. Oh, the episode zero only. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very nice. A few people are listening, very few, so listen to our podcast hopefully now that we have a better um, equipment people will listen more but yeah honey the thing is the equipment is expensive and we don't have enough money so please listen our podcast help us to get a better equipment I know that Pablo said that a few people listen to us but we had five uh, three Three people from Massachusetts that's listening us. So hi, Massachusetts. I don't know if there are like three people because the percentages that I can see in the website is like of um no the amount of streams. So maybe it's like three people, and we have the same amount in Maryland. So like people that aren't are relatives and our friends that we guilt into listen to us other people are listening to us and I'm pretty sure the people who listened in Massachusetts are probably went home to Christmas in Maryland and that's why <laughs> the same people <laughs> but I don't know or maybe the or maybe the Massachusetts people are the iTunes people who approve our podcast there and the Maryland are the Google podcast people who approve our podcast there but I don't know it's exciting Okay, I'm just laughing. Also, when we said we have a new mic, we actually mean one singular mic. Then we have to pass on to the other one. We have to share the mic or fight for it. So, if you heard some struggle, it's us killing each other to use the mic. Yes. Wars have started for less. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to buy a three-way USB port and two new mics, and I guess that will help with the 
two more mics with a three-way USB port so the, each one can have a mic. That would be awesome. And expensive. So please share our podcast. <laughs> and Disney, give us money. Yes. Oh, now our podcast is actually everywhere. It's on Anchor, the place we upload the podcast to. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. We are viral. Like herpes. And as always, <laughs> stay until the end of the episode for the recipe that Elia cooked for us this week. Spoiler, it's delicious. We haven't eaten it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's delicious. Well, I already have made the pasta and I tried it, but not exactly the same you're going to eat. And it's good. It's good. And it's uh, gluten-free... It's gluten-free pasta! We will never have that! Woo! Okay, great. Okay, guys, so be prepared because we are going to talk about my favorite Disney movie, maybe Elias. My favorite Disney movie. Elias' favorite Disney movie, too. Pablo? First Disney movie. I'm shook. I thought, like, I liked this movie, but I thought. Your uh, Joaquina's favorite Disney movie was going to be a princess one. Which kid is a princess? <laughs> yeah, she was a princess. Disney? Oh, yeah. Disney, she must be between the princess. I shook and offend that she's not between the princess in Ralph, the real Ralph. Disney, I don't know what is happening. I don't know why Kira isn't in the original princess group because she is the best I mean she has to be there she must be there I mean there is Anna and her sister I don't know what the name of that Elsa Elsa I'm sorry Elsa and Anna the latest princess are there and it's not Kira Disney going to demand you to to put Kira in the in the princess pantheon Yes, also when you say Kida, with a D sounds like Kira, with an R, and I just want to see, like, Yagami as a Disney princess. Thank you. Okay, so we have not begun yet, but come back to the movie, yeah? Okay, listen. Yeah, Pablo, you're right. I have a lot, of course, I have a lot of favorite Disney movies, so this is one of them. The Little Mermaid is another one, and still counting, and still counting all of them. But yes, I love this movie, I love... Well, I'm not going to say what I love about this movie, because that's the podcast, and we are presenting ourselves. So, are you ready, guys? The thing I love this movie is the fact that it's about an expedition. Why he always talk about whatever he wants? <laughs> because that's me, I'm an Aries. Now, let's go to the EMTB. By the way, I am excited about the movie. Woohoo! <laughs> let's go to MTV uh, review from... Yeah, so IMDb describes Atlantis, the Lost Empire, as... A young adventurer named Milotach joins an intrepid group of explorers to find the mysterious lost continent of Atlantis. Which is just such a little thing. That's all. That's all. It's such a little thing of what the movie actually is. 
and I'm shook because in IMDb you don't only have like the little description, you also have the rating. I don't know who gave this rating only 6.9 out of 10. What? 6.9? Well, it's almost a 7. Who was that bitch? We have to talk. Yeah, again, 6.9? Okay, the movie starts with a quote. That say, in a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Atlantis disappeared into the deep of the sea, Platon. So, imagine that. This Disney movie starts with a plateau quote. By the way, all the information we have about Atlantis in real life. Yeah, that's true. And he was probably smoking crack when he wrote that, so who knows. Yeah, they're actually very... Uh, <laughs> evidence that where Plato was, there was a gas that make you hallucinate, so... Shut up, Atlantis, it's a real thing, yeah? Yeah, like Moon? Yeah. Yeah, by those who doesn't know, like Pablo, that's looking at me weird, Moon's a continent in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that is seen like Atlantis. I don't know if they're related, but okay. We have this scene that where we start with this uh, cataclysm, like a wave. Actually, I think it's true because if you see like the old pictures about Pangea, that it's the first continent in the air before the continent, <laughs> you need a missing part of land to fix it all together again. I mean, you can see that Brazil, Argentina, and South America fits perfectly with the uh, Africa West Coast <laughs> and you need something to put between Europe and United States and that things. Yeah, or maybe the land just got more together into, I don't know, mountains? Crazy theory. I don't know, I just came with this it's another crazy theory. They say that the Indian part of the continent, of the Asian continent, is actually an island that crashed against the Asian continent. So, technically, it's not part of the continent in the beginning. Maybe the India is the lost empire of Atlantis. I don't know, think about it. When you study in geography, like, I don't know how to say in English, sorry, placas tectonicas. <laughs> Tectonic plates. Tectonic plates. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, sorry. But when you study that in geography, you can see I had to mark in my map. And India has, like, his uh, own tectonic plate separate that. African Asia tectonic plane. Yeah, actually, the most Everest is the proof that uh, of that crash. It's a geolo geologic, uh, how do you say, evidence about the crash between the two tectonic plates. Okay, now let's back to the movie. I'm sorry about that for that lesson of geography and a little bit of history. And uh, that was amazing. Why are you apologizing? That was fucking amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's start with the movie. We saw this, like, a 
cataclysms in the how do you call it the in the horizon. Thank you, my love. In the horizon, and they start to game this ship, and we saw like a they are like literally like little fishes, and then we have a big. Big, big clam. Okay, it's not a clam. It's you know the Leviathan. The oh, the Leviathan is already at the beginning. Yeah, no. yeah. You must see the where between the ships. You I see. I saw this movie a lot of time, and that's not true. Yeah, you don't. You didn't see the movie a lot of time, honey. I saw the movie Bitch. a lot of. <laughs> Stop right there. There is a big lobster that. Big lobster is the Leviathan. I'm sorry, Joaquina, but that's. I don't know. I know that you can see that big tsunami wave and a lot of these uh, spaceships, ships, fish, space, fish, fish ships, and these Atlantean, Atlant, Atlantean. People that are talking in their old language, maybe Indo-European. I don't know. <gasps> Indo-European, yes. Also, wait. Also, it's not an Indo-European. It's something like more like the original language. Proto-Indo-European. That one, Proto-Indo-European. We need to see the beginning again. You're going to see. You're going to see. I'm going to see, and that. And I'm going to win. I'm going no, to win. you're not going to win. Oh, honey. So now, this is what we're watching now. Play. Okay. Basically, we're watching the movie. Yeah, the Disney logo, especially for Atlantis. And now, Miko. The quote. Look! Look! <laughs> look! No, shut up! Shut up! Me! Shut up! Look, that's a Leviathan! Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. That was epic. I'm shook. I'm. Shook, I... Man... <laughs> Whoa, I'm shook. Yeah, so basically, I'm gonna cut all this. <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave, like, very little fragments, and then I'm gonna make a complete different audio to post a few days before the episode. Joaquin's shook. Joaquin needs a minute. Joaquin needs a drink. The Mandela effect is real, guys. The Mandela effect is so real. Man... <laughs> I, I, Mandela effect, it's a real thing, guys. So, basically, my, one of my first notes says, Plato, you fucked it up. Countless theories because of you. Like, Plato is the father of conspiracy theorists. Let's just recognize that. Plato, the father of the philosophy? No, that's Socrates. Socrates. Yeah, Socrates is the one that is quote on Plato and he has almost no handwriting about his theories. No, yeah, he never wrote anything because he said when you write something, someone can read that and interpret it 
whatever the fuck they want, which is actually true, <laughs> which is actually what happened. So this was the best. Ah, uh, he was a little bit of a pedophile because you know ancient Greeks, but sure. Yeah. Again. Anyway, my favorite of Silas was um, Hippocrates. You know Hippocrates, the father of medicine. You. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You study medicine. Barely. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, let's continue to the... Actually, not not let's continue. Let's start with the movie. <laughs> this recording is 30 minutes in and... <laughs> we haven't advanced one little bit. I think the three of us are just... Visually intoxicated by the sound waves in the computer. It like... None of this is... Pe- it's speaking. It just sounds so good. Look at those waves. I think the three of us are still intoxicated because of the holidays, so... No. Let's continue with the movie, please. I'm intoxicated right now. <laughs> after You're Christmas... No, no. But after Christmas... Oh, man. That was rude. <laughs> okay. Now... We discussed the thing about the Leviathan in the beginning of the movie and the army of Atlantis. They were running away from a from a big tsunami, from a wave, and they go into the city, and then everything starts to look red, and there is a big light in the middle of the city that's red, and everybody's freaking out and they are running. Then we saw these three, this family. Yeah, I mean, fucking giant weight, it's coming. I'm going to run through. And everybody's like crazy and this family. And one of them is Leonard Nimoy. And the... The voice actor for the king. To specify, you're not going to see Leonard Nimoy in the movie. Actually, I find it quite uh, similar to Leonard Nimoy. They used to do that with famous characters. I've never heard of Leonard Nimoy before, I don't know, the Big One Theory. <laughs> so, I couldn't tell. Okay. Joaquin is eating. Joaquin is going to act surprised of me not knowing something pop culture Who? Who? The actor. Leonard Nimoy, Captain Spock. Okay. The original. Okay, now we cover that. Um... The mother of this family is ascended by the crystal, and Leonard Nimoy tells to. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Leonard Nimoy. Tell to his little daughter not to look. And then we see the little portion of the city in the middle of the city is sinking, and it's like, what a fuck? Why just such a little portion is. Sinking? Wait, what happened to the rest of the city? They went to fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's something like the crystal is supposed to protect them. In this, okay, now I'm going just to protect the royal family. Fuck you. They are already underwater. I think, crazy theory, that the people of Atlantis that die in the water—I mean, that go underwater because the crystal doesn't save them are the ones that appear in the little mermaid in Atlantida <laughs> oh 
Yeah, but this is not like that. This is a movie more realistic and based on the beginning. It's just a joke. And the beginning of the World War One, the big war. Suspend your disbelief, honey. Yeah, this one is more sci-fi and not related to Disney princess. This is practically a documental of history. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's had too much about um, steampunk and uh, big war uh, aesthetic. So, the city sink and the entire continent sink and we move to the to a museum. Before that, I wrote something that one of the Atlanteans said to the other when they are flying on the ship. One of the Atlanteans says to other fool, you've destroyed us all before the wave kills them. What happened? Like, was one Atlantean like, I'm gonna fuck more with this crystal and just threw an H-bomb or something? Okay, Disney, you should make the second part of Atlantis, okay, a prequel, not that second part you give us that is a shit, by the way. You should make a prequel of what happened there. And by the way, prequel let them. What the fuck? Atlantic language is actually developed by the the same person that developed the Klingon language. And it's a language. You can learn. Like High Valyrian. Yes. So, we go to a museum. And this Milo we saw. We saw this first look at Milo giving a conference. What? Milo giving a conference? Something to add? Milo? Milo? Milo Thatch? Milo for Scorpio? No, he's just giving a conference, a fake conference. Well, we don't know that it's just a conference. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I don't know. You know, actually. It's like you want me to say something in a specific but I don't know what I'm just it's it's 1914 and he's a linguistic and I'm like no not at that time honey like Ferdinand de Saussure was barely cold <laughs> you know like I don't think his writings were published yet sorry I'm an nerd for that and also I'm studying that so fuck you <laughs> so I don't know. I think linguistic used to be something for war to this decode. Okay, no? Okay, they say no. World War Two, I guess. Okay. Also, if you like decryption and World War Two and all that, there's a beautiful uh, series on Netflix called The Bletchley Circle. Recommend it. Okay, Netflix pay us too. So, we have this conference from Nilo, he's speaking to the to an audience and showing his discovering about the the Shepherd Journal being in Iceland instead of Greenland. Oh Island Ireland I'm sorry. Ireland. He's in this fake conference and then the phone rings and we saw that it's not a conference, it's actually a fake conference. And he's in the, the heating room the boiler room and it's like oh that's disappointing and 
And then we, uh, he received a letter that said that his uh, exposition was changed an hour later, or before, an hour earlier. And the second letter that said that he doesn't show, so they uh, reche reject his proposal. That's very Ministry of Magic in the <laughs> in the Order of Phoenix out of them. <laughs> Yeah, and he's angry, so he's uh, go to chase the the museum. How do you say uh, owners, director? Anyway, and we saw this scene that that is a lot like um, how do you say British comedy. They're going into the different rooms and came from another and totally freaking out and so classic by the way and then he quit he quit the museum yeah there is this when Milo is going and you see all these academics talking I don't know what you think Hokina, but that seems like a caricaturization of academics and I'm pretty sure and I'm, for what I've seen it's very accurate totally uh, so yeah I think that Milo itself, it's like a cat, cat how do you say, category? Caricaturization. Thank you. About an academic, I mean, just look him, he's so exciting because of the letter. I will be so excited. I can relate with him so much. But no, what I was saying is the other ones are, are caricatures, like Oh, this young person with his crazy ideas. What is he has to teach us? Old and with so many titles. You know, like that kind of academic asshole that... I'm not going to say the name, but you know the name. I know. Who are you talking about? And yeah, I think that if I put this is in and I put a picture of this shut up of, of this beautiful person they will be the same and I will be Milo in both of them the hate in Joaquina's eyes is real yeah it's scary so Milo is wet and arrived to his house, to his department, and we saw this figure so sexy that said, and Helga Sinclair, and came down from the fireplace, ho, 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 okay, together, ho, 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 okay, she's like, um, how to say, Monroe? She looks like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she's a Marilyn Monroe and she's so sexy and she's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, she's Mrs. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, she's like super sexy, she's super hot, she's Helga Sinclair. Yeah, the getting home scene with Milo saying, I'm home, oh, I live alone. That's so Catwoman. That's so Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. So, they go to see Mr. Whitmore, that calls for Milo. 
and there is like this introduction about Mr. Whitmore from Helga to Milo and it's like he's scary you must do all these things before to meet him and the final warning of Helga don't worry he doesn't buy offling it's like oh my god yeah it's me I don't bite Harvard the funny thing is that you have I mean, the movie has prepared that hype of, yeah, of waiting that Mr. Whitmore is a fucking crazy man. And then you just know him and he's that crazy uncle that you have in your family. Yeah, that uh, show you his private part when you're alone. Yeah, so he's like the crazy uncle but so basically he shows the shepherd's journal to Milo because he was a uh, Milo's grandfather's friend okay one thing here uh, Whitmore is making yoga so and he's with no underwear and he's just with a robe okay just that and one part, in one part he just stand on, uh, make a, how do you call it, a handstand and the rope fell and he's not wearing underwear so that's why I say he's that crazy uncle that show you his heart. Save it for the shrink. <laughs> Save it for the therapist honey. But yeah, um... Yeah, that part, but I just have ants, by the way, and no, none of them show me his, uh, show me her part. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know how you think, but I think that, um, what's his name? <laughs> Mr. Whitmore and Milo's grandfather fucked. Maybe, maybe not. We know they kissed. I used to think that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I used to think that, but... Okay, now we all agree that Mr. Whitmore is gay. No, no, no. I don't know if Mr. Whitmore is gay. Maybe yes, maybe not. It doesn't matter. Um, but we're talking about Tadeus Touch and Mr. Whitmore, yeah? So I used to think that, but then I realized that, you know, they are like very old, good friends. No, no, yeah, really. Really, I used to think that too. <laughs> But something doesn't. I I need a little bit more to think that. Yeah. But maybe Mr. Whitman is gay. I don't know. The man has a giant portrait of him and his friend on top of his giant fireplace, like the most centric place in the room. They were sucking each other. You know, like what? Also. Yes, uh, what I was going. Uh, Mr. Whitmore seems like that cookie uncle, but after he presents the Shepherd's Journal to Milo, because he and a crew found it in uh, Iceland, he starts asking Milo, Oh, what are you going to do with that? Like, I made a promise to your grandfather that I was going to give the journal to you. What are you going to do with that? And Milo's like, Oh, I'm going to find a search finance and at the museum that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that 
and then he says like I'm going to do whatever it takes to find Atlantis and the face of Mr. Whitmore it's like a businessman at that point he's a shark businessman it's the shark time yeah that's the joke he's very serious and a little bit scary also he has prehistorical fish in his tank yeah like ancient fishes from an ocean like yeah like if you're going to find an ancient society lost in the middle of the ocean i don't know maybe it's a it's something to remind us we are watching a a, a discovering movie yeah, but they didn't find Atlantis. Like, he didn't find Atlantis. So that fish is like, what is that fish looking so old? <laughs> and that poor fish looks tired. Go back to that scene. <laughs> Those fishes look tired as fuck. Um, also. Okay, something I want to say here. That is, Mr. Whitmore say we found the, the journal and a crew that was found by the journal. The best of the best. Here, let's make a stop. We're talking about, I don't know what year, me. Okay, we're in the 40s. 1914. So, we're talking about a very patriarchy society and uh, like patriarchal society, and all the experts used to be men. And we saw in this. I mean, this crew that found the journal, we saw like a black doctor, an engineer that's an eight, 16 years old girl. It's a girl, Latin girl, a 16 year old Latin girl, a black doctor, and an old lady for uh, communication. Fucker, I love her. Not just black doctor, black um, Native American doctor. Yeah, black Latin American doctor. And by the way, I'm sorry, not black. Afro American, Latin American. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit racist without meaning. No, I think you can say black because you're not like, oh, black people in Europe are African Europeans. No, I think the only place in which you say African, whatever, it's in the United States. So, yeah, it's black and native American because you have native in other places I don't know you tell me okay if I offend you I'm sorry I just learned the word black as a friendly word I'm sorry just okay here's the thing we have the protagonist that it isn't like the typical man and hero and prince because He's not strong, he's not muscular, he's an academic. I love her. I have a crush on with her. <laughs> with her and him. I'm going to say I had a crush on Helga and Kira. Of course, we all have a crush on Kira because she's perfect. I'm Helga. Kira. But I have a really crush on Milo. Always. And that's why maybe all the guys that I really like are like him. Tinchos? No, no, no. Tinchos, it's like, oh yeah, Tinchos, I love them, like the prince in all Disney movies. But then when I... I... 
yeah gaston is a teen show but 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 my teen shows are not like uh gaston bleh. okay gaston is not an option okay <laughs> but yeah the, but the beast is an option obviously so the disney prince that i really really love are like platonic But when I had to relate with someone, I look for Miles touching the world. <laughs> okay, the Disney prince that she talked are platonic and a little bit of gay. Okay. Shut up. Cinderella prince? No. Okay, imagine a guy like Milo Touch with Milo Touch's body and appearance wearing one of those big roomy white 17th century shirt I used to have my Milo touch but now he's with another girl so peace <laughs> Hello darkness my old friend <laughs> Okay we're going to put a music a sad music in that box Okay, so the best prints of Disney movies are it's a beast, but in his fury way, and the furious weekend, I love. So they go to the expedition. I didn't finish. Sorry, <laughs> I was talking about my touch and I get lost. I think you were crying about my touch. The real one. Yeah, I'm depressed now. But yeah, we have this protagonist that it's a male, but it isn't like this super hot guy, a perfect guy from Disney princess movies. We had this probably gay relationship between Mr. Whitman and Tattoo Touch. Completely gay relationship. Completely gay relationship. It's canon. Canon, it's canon, yeah, bitch. And we have this crew that it's uh, it's not racist. I mean, it's very inclusive in always. <laughs> racist and patriarchy. So, and we didn't talk about our princess. And that it's the feminist car. <laughs> yeah, and the nice thing about the crew, like the great thing about the crew, is you don't only have like. People of color, you have um, women, you have an old woman, like an old woman who is very capable of working the communication, so it's not like, oh, only young people can do this, it's not just only white people can do this, it's not just only men can do this, it's very inclusive, and I think that's fucking amazing. And the one masculine white heterosexual looking guy happens to be <laughs> the villain spoiler alert Kronk Rook Rook oh yeah Rook Colonel Rook so they going to the to the to the ship and Milo is lost and he found Helga again And we saw this um, this guy named Cookie. And an old guy. An old guy. 
Yeah, but I think he's the most uh, funny, is between the funniest uh, character. I think he's from Texas. Yeah, he's from Texas, honey. He's a redneck. And they, he, he has a fight with Helga that I love. Did he say, Helga, you fill my cars with a lot of things. Kirkuma and I don't know, I don't know what a kikiriki cilantro. And then he grabbed a lettuce and said, what a, what is this? And Helga said, it's a lettuce. A lettuce? I know what's a lettuce. And she said, the men need the four basic groups. And then there come the famous quote. I will tell you what are the four basic groups. Whiskey, bean, and pork. Woo! Yeah, lard, whiskey, bean, and pork. The four basic groups. I'm going to make a soup with that. Without the lard part. And... Ah, uh, the whiskey is nice. But without the lard part, it's kind of healthy. Like pork, beans, a little bit of whiskey to warm your heart. The lard is in the pork, by the way. And you need lard to be happy, honey. Well, yeah, our brains respond well to lard and salt. Yeah, and we use animal fat to make a happy protein, like serotonin. Hey, serotonin. My friend, my old friend. Uh, no, my new friend. Actually, Cookie has a point. I mean, why, if you're going underwater in an expedition, a lot of time, and that sort of things, why you get lettuce? I mean, le lettuce. Why you get lettuce? I mean, that's going to. Yeah. That is going to get rotten in day two. Like, come the fuck on. And they would all have died of scurvy right away. You can dry the ladies and make cigarettes. Just saying. We're talking, I don't know. Carrots. Potatoes. Okay, yeah. Because that are, how do you say it? They last longer, yeah. Yeah, but lettuce? Tomatoes? That thing is going to be ugly in the day two. Okay, tomatoes can stay a little bit longer than they two, and when they start to rotten, you can make a sauce, a really good sauce. And again, lettuce, when it's dry, you can dry it and make a cigarette. So, um, then just give me my beans. <laughs> yeah, beans. Go and give me my pork. <laughs> yeah, beans stay alone. And a bathroom, please. <laughs> yeah, that too. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the animation, not the general animation of everything, because that's that's probably for an entire new episode. But the animation of three characters, the ones that I noticed, the animation of Rook, Commander, General, what is he? Uh, the animation of Rook, <laughs> it's very square. And he, his movements are very in a in a square angle, while the animation of Cookie is very erratic, like he moves too much. And the animation of Helga, it's very like fluid, very watery. 
you know, like, yeah, soft. It's it, it's amazing, and I only noticed in those three. Maybe if I watch the movie again, I would notice in others. Yeah, and the hands are based on one of the uh, the animators of the movie, and they base the the shape of the hand. That's why they are all square hands. So then we see the uh, we saw. Vincent Santorini and his and his office supplies grenades carry bombs TNT and nitroglycerin office supplies you know and they go to the <laughs> if the Unibomber <laughs> worked at an office yes <laughs> then Milo goes to his room and he'll light on the bed and he disturbs the earth. How dare he? And then we saw Mole and he took a little bit of a, I don't know, dirt under the nail of Milo and he said, let me see who you are. This is the microscopic trace of a and then he licked it and said, a linguist. And it's something evil in being linguistic. I really like about disturbing the earth, the joke between England and France. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Oh. My. I didn't notice the joke. Because I was like, Wait, why England? Sorry. But who's England? Who's British? England. It doesn't matter. It's just a conflict between the two of them. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yes, 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 yes. The hundred, the seven, every world war. They were, they fought together? I don't know history. Yes. Um, um, Mole is French, so. Yeah. That's the, the joke. And Mole tried to get the right off Milo, and we saw Dr. Sweet. He talked a lot. The rogue. He's my kind of guy, by the way. He talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we go together, we're going to be like, I don't know, talking like hours and hours and hours, and everybody going to get crazy. And then this come my favorite scene of the movie that is the sinking of the submarine, the yellow submarine. I thought you you were going to talk about Mrs. Packard and her meatloaf recipe. Oh yeah, Mrs. Packard. Yeah, I forget about her. Mr. I love Mr. Packard. He's always mocking. He's like I don't give a fuck about everything. And he's always talking with her friend. What? She is always talking about. She is always talking about uh, with uh, her friend, and it's like, no, no, honey, I call you later. Everybody left the ship. I love that. She's like, I don't give a fuck about anything anymore. I just old lady, fuck off. Uh, okay, I'm talking about the singing. 
the ship is the diving is sinking. I don't know. Whatever. It's a thing. No, because sinking is like when it's not intentional. Diving is when it is intentional. I think. Yeah, but I think it's sinking with a submarine because they fill of water to dive. So technically, it's like a sinking. Whatever, uh, seas expertise and uh, uh, how do you call them? Marines. Oceano Oceanogist. Oceanogist. The Marines can help us with this. So, the ship is going into the water, in the deeps of the water, and I love that scene. The music is the music there. It's amazing. It shows you the epicity. Of the of the journey, that's going to be something great. I that scene is amazing. It's like everything is going to be better from now on, and it does. First, they uh, talk about the how is the the Leviathan. By the way, the Leviathan it used to be a creature that say that protect a treasure like a dragon but in the sea and uh, here the treasure is Atlantis so they meet the Leviathan a machine that used to work for centuries under the water actually millennia not just a few centuries millennia and also it's like when they encounter the the Leviathan, it's in a in the middle of like a ship cemetery. And I'm like, what what? Did the Leviathan destroyed a bunch of ships in the surface? Is that like the Bermuda Triangle or some shit? Okay, that's uh, has more something to do with something we're going to discuss at the end of the of the podcast. I'm going to explain you why. I can't wait. Okay, in the original uh, beginning scene, uh, it's not going to be the city. It's going to be just a Nordic ship being uh, pulling down by the tentacle of a machine of Atlantis. Yeah, with it is all the machine of Atlantis. They're one that, that looked like uh, octopus, like the Kraken. The machines from the Matrix are quaking. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. Well, we saw in the second part of Atlantis, the Kraken, this original, that's going to be the original uh, start uh, scene from Atlantis. And by the way, I think all the creatures, the sea creatures we have in the mythology are from Atlantis. What sea creatures? Okay. I, you know, the Leviathan, the Kraken, the Scylla, the... Uh, Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah. Well, technically, the face of the Kraken has a lot of tentacles on seeing of his face, like a Cthulhu, so maybe he's the inspiration. Yeah, no. <laughs> because Atlantis is fiction, so... Cthulhu too. So... Just... How dare you to say that? Atlantis is real, yeah? Now we have the fight between Cthulhu and Atlantis. Whatever you say, theory. No, I, I really don't believe, like... Yeah, you may be like, oh yeah, there's this submerged island, continent, whatever, but I don't believe, like, oh, this 
utopic futuristic civilization. No. Girl, no. <laughs> what a lot of people talk about it. I mean, we're not talking about today. We're talking about Plato. Years and years before Christ. That's too much. Okay, well, what I was saying is about the this machine about this machine from Atlantis are the origin of the myth of the different cultures of the mythical creatures also inside the movie these machines are the origin of the myth I get it now maybe continue he needs to say by himself to get it <laughs> to get it no, I was talking about in the movie the these creatures are the origin from the different cultures sea creatures. So they run away from the Leviathan that is turn uh, break them apart and they go to the how was Milo said like the the pipe of a hand yeah like a pipe and something I want to say here is Helga when Milo's giving a presentation about how is the path to Atlantis about the pipe, the pipe and the sinking and everything and he said cartographer, linguistic and plan and candlelit is a single I know that she was choking but for me that's true I mean I candlelit his single He's waiting for me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, and uh, they escape with subpods. And interesting thing, a lot of people die. Like at the beginning of the when Milo is going to the boat, you see like an army of people, and then you see like thirty people. <laughs> So, the body count in this movie is very high. Okay, let's go into for 500 to the Leviathan, <laughs> zero for the expedition, and another thing, in those boats they uh, run away, there was like a lot of clean because they have the, uh, the digging machine and some, uh, uh, a lot of trucks. And it's like, what? Where did they put all of these things inside of that machine instead of like what? I think it was like a Dragon Ball C capsule type. You know, you just click a capsule and poof, you have a house. Yeah, maybe it was that. Okay, let's continue. They journey to Atlantis. They going according to Milo. Milo guide and we saw in some part they they start to be chased by this like tiki mask uh, native. By the way, the tiki masks are something from Hawaii, and we saw this carving in the stone, like statues like that look like Buddha in the cold place because of a cold zone where it's snowing. I don't know, it's snowing in the middle of the earth. And uh, we saw we saw the entrance, the entrance, the garbage, the garbage in the garbage, garbage, 
the carvings in the entrance it looks like Viking and I think that's the joke like this Atlantic culture has influenced all other cultures around the world like uh, they are the beginning the first culture of all oh my god Atlantis are uh, used to live in the paradise and they took the forbidden fruit and that was why they were cast out sure yeah no what I wanted to say about this part like this is sort of like um a montage I really like the no minute of this movie is waste like you see oh Milo can't drive oh they're playing a joke on him oh they they get angry at him because he's like oh this way and then you have like this monster serpent thing and then you have oh no that's part sorry guys you know and like he's not a part of the group up until when they reach this giant wall and Molly's like oh, now I can dig with the giant drill that how the fuck did they get that one inside like that's enormous and he's trying to dig um the, the engine explodes and while uh, what's her name the Audrey Audrey yes and when Audrey tries to fix he's like boom 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 fixed like when he how he fixed the boiler and that's how they start respecting him and the next scene is they are in the campfire and they include him in the group so no minute of the movie is waste now we go to this part when they are with a light in the ceiling and they come there so yeah we uh, i mean they go to this uh, big candle place this light in the sky um here is like the comic relief of the movie that is the pyjama party's night and Paga sleep naked and she sleepwalks so you don't want to see that yeah here it's like a l it's the time that we get this a little bit of character development with this uh, like previously story about some characters that are Audrey Beanie they try I mean they try to talk about Mole but no and we have a little bit about Sweet and all that thing. no but Pac it's funny because she's just doing whatever she wants yeah I love Packer so Milo basically is like so why are you here while they're eating that disgusting thing uh, yeah so they're all in for the money except for Milo because you know he's such a bit of heart and whatever like come on he must have won some money like you can't be just like oh I just want to discover an ancient civilization yes you can you can yes no. Anyways, that's my Lannister heart talking. <laughs> if I can find treasure under the underground, I will, bitch, and I will build a castle <laughs> there. So, um, I love the stories because you have like Beanie is like this 
Oh, I'm kinda like this strong, inaccessible guy. Actually, I wanna help my family put a flower shop. And then Audrey wants to put a second workshop with... No, Audrey wants to open a workshop with her father. And her sister is uh, training to be a champion at boxing. Yeah. Because Audrey's father is actually my grandfather that always won a boy and, and with 12 girls. Yeah. They have, they have time. I've seen the pictures. They are all the same person. They are all so similar. It's terrifying. 12 girls. Without a boy? With no boy. That's a strong sperma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that... Okay, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I refuse. Okay, uh, according, according to new research, the, the gender of the, the sex, I'm sorry, not the gender, the sex of the baby is uh, determined by the mother and about... Uh, the levels between estrogen and testosterone in her womb. No, that's wrong. That's the latest thing I heard about uh, some some studies about pregnancy. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Like genetic sex is determined by the chromosomes. And women always have double X chromosomes, so whatever egg they have is always going to be X chromosome, while the man has XY chromosome. So depending on the sperma, uh, spermatid, spermatozoid, whatever, it's, it can be an X chromosome, so you can have an XX organism, so female, or a Y chromosome, so you can have an XY organism, so male. So the man is the one that that determines this has nothing to do with the podcast but it's so amazing we talked about cartography geography history and now genetics what more can you ask for in a podcast honey let's continue so they are sleeping and milo with a light a flashlight illuminate the glowing thing in the ceiling and a bunch of fireflies descend and they actually fire. So the camps start to be on fire. They run away and they fell off the bridge because there's a bridge and they fell on the volcano. And why so deep they falling? They're like in the, I don't know, so deep inside of the volcano that you can barely see the outside. And it's like, how? How did they? <laughs> How did they fail? Okay, how did they get there without dying? And we saw a hurt Milo that has a bleeding on his shoulder and appeared the most beautiful of all princess. Beautiful than Bella, beautiful than Aurora, beautiful than Ariel, beautiful than all of them together. That is Gida. And she uh, healed Milo, and then the digging machine start to appear, and they run away, 
and they ch- Milo chase the Atlanteans with the Tiki mask. Yeah, um, she doesn't just heal him, she heals him with a crystal she has around her neck. So, we see magic for the first time in the movie. Yeah, a little bit of magic. Yeah, like a... They have floating machines and an underground uh, machine that lived for centuries. It's not magic. That's technology. Yeah, technically. Yeah, and also the shields from the from the Guardians at the beginning of the movie. That's sci-fi. Like, Captain Spock knew how to put those shields. Okay, we talking about a little line here, a simple lining between magic and sci-fi. So, they run, uh, Milo run after them, and they reach to Atlantis. And uh, they are ambushed by the Atlantean. And Kida starts to talk to them in Atlantean. Milo answers, I was something like, why? You just read the symbols, you don't know the pronunciation. That's what we talked about early. That maybe it's an Indo-European, Proto-Indo-European, because Milo said that their language has like similarities with... Yeah. All the language. Yeah, but he can relate. I mean, he's a linguistic. Yeah. Also, something I wanted to say before and I couldn't, because we just moved past it. The fucking Shepherd's Journal is like a thousand years old. It's too well conserved. I just need to say that. That's so unrealistic. Fuck you. <laughs> no. May- maybe the Shepherd Journal is made with Atlantis Atlantis paper. It's made with Atlantis paper. That's what is so well conserved. It has traces of the crystal inside of them. I always wanted to know who who was the Shepherd. I mean, it Disney, is... Give us, give, Disney, give, give us a prequel between, uh, about the Shepherd and a prequel about what happened to Atlantis to sink. Yeah, I mean, it is based in someone in real life. We got Plato and what about the Shepherd? Oh my god, oh my god. And the movie of the Shepherd, about the Shepherd, ends with him meeting Plato. Oh, no, yeah, but actually, who was the, the author? I mean, why did he know a lot about Atlantis? A lot of important things and did things like the crystal, for example. I think the shepherd was an Atlantean guy that traveled to commerce with some with things. I don't know. And there was uh, the sinking of the island, and he was trapped in Thailand. He was like, "Oh my god, all my people die, my family." Oh my god, all my people die. I'm gonna write a bestseller about it. <laughs> That sounds a little bit like German. Yeah. So yeah, Atlantis, baby. They find Atlantis and Milo starts talking Atlantean to Kira. And I think the animators were like, hold on. We can't have this. Let's just make Atlantean be able to speak any language. Great. It's not about the animators. I think the idea was... Yeah, I think the idea was that like... This is like the original language. That's why they can speak all the language. That was the joke. Yeah, but even though, like, how to say it, it's completely unrealistic. 
and I lost. I like I couldn't suspend my disbelief in this one. Atlantis is the original Babylonian, by the way. <gasps> She speaks my language. Excuse <laughs> and they got the next. And then she hits him. Yeah. Was he going to sing something from Lady Marmalade? Yeah, actually, Ubulukushea de Boasua, it means, do you want to fuck with me? That is not how it says. <laughs> so, they reach Atlantis, the city, and I can't believe that the, the trucks go for that hanging bridge that was like all moy and rusty and Rotten. That's another moment in which I suspended my dis. Uh, no, my disbelief was not suspended. <laughs> like I was like, that's not possible. Also, in the trucks, you see Milo very happy, like a child with a new toy, and Rook and Helga Sinclair. Helga Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, are talking, and she says this changes everything. The fact that. There, there are people there changes everything. What do you think that changes? <gasps> you know, because you already seen the movie, obviously. And Ruth said this changed nothing. We saw the first scene, the first time that Ruth is evil. And by the way, do you notice that it's a lava ring around the city? Yeah. And something that they didn't say, they cut it actually. They cut it from the original. Yeah, this movie was was uh, meant to be like two hours and a half. And they cut it. They cut it to be 90 minutes. And it was, when I real I heard that, I was like, why? Why Disney would need the 90 minutes? And in that, uh, there was a part when they met the lava whales or the lava dogs and they walk in the head of them like if they were stones and then they start to move like something I saw in the in these uh, proto-animations and they got it and it was like why and that's why they have a lava dog in the second part of the movie but give me more First of all, lava wave. Second of all, maybe because maybe they cut it because I don't think a child would see a two and a half hour movie. It's for me. Yeah, it's for us. And by the way, it's like a more grown up movie. It's not just for a child. It's more for a, a teenager. Yeah, but Disney knows. Disney knew that parents would take their eight, ten-year-old spawns to see this movie. And third of all, like, I don't know how long this is going to be, but, like, this episode is going to be, but we're in our 40 minutes, and they just reached Atlantis. Imagine if we had to talk about a movie that lasts two and a half hours. Who... We would die. And by the way, while you were saying that uh, parents take the children to watch this movie, the eight-year-old children, 
something happened here with the Sochi's party? Oh. Yeah, parents take the children to saw that movie. Ha! Nee. I was like, what the fuck? Please. Okay, let's continue with Atlantis. I'm sorry. Yes, so I think we're gonna leave it here because this episode would actually last four hours and you won't listen to four hours. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We're going to stop here. Um, we're going to continue the next the next week. And uh, okay, I want to give you the recipe first. So we're going this week. We are we are eating noodles, Atlantic Atlantic noodles. They're gluten free, so it's for everyone. This noodle is I call them Atlantic noodles or my ex noodles. Because like a um, hate and love relationship to make them, it sometimes was like, oh, this is so easy. It's like silly pot, and then was was like, oh my god, this is so hard. It's like silly pot. You get it. It's a love hate relationship. Anyway, they're delicious. We I make a sauce that was with shrimps, lemon, and onions. I guess they have onions on Atlantis. I don't know. I barely uh, could make a research of, about why they eat because they didn't show you enough. So, yeah, and the shrimps gave me a very mild allergic reaction. So far, it's mild. We'll see. I will hunt you if you don't subscribe. And you don't rate us five stars, and I die, I will hunt you. Yeah, actually, we have already. <laughs> have, I have just eaten these noodles, yeah? And the look, people, the look, I really get that Atlantean, Atlantis vibes. Yeah, really. It's something that you can find in the Atlantis market. <laughs> Totally. So yeah, actually, our episodes are always like two hours long. When we edit, it's like one hour thirty or something like that. But this time we already had these two hours, and we're just in the middle of the movie. This is too much. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to work. Hagina has to go to study. Also, Pablo. No, beach vacations, no study. <laughs> yes, so we all we're going to split this episode and this week you'll get the Atlantis first part with recipe. Next week you'll get Atlantis second part. With another recipe, Elia, can you? I will think I will see what can I found because I told you there is like just a little bit of information about the what they eat so maybe I make some yeah I don't know if a drink but maybe shrimp cocktail well actually that's a thing and maybe not from the city of Atlantis but more for the expedition you know something like a cookie used to cook oh yeah you know like that pot he had but he has with a lot of different food. 
I'm sure it will be pork, beans, <laughs> and some of whi whiskey. And lard. Yeah, but not too much, please. Honey, if I'm going to cook like cookie, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of lard. Without that fat, I'm going to shit my pants. I, I know I will. Yes, you will. It conserves and it conserves. And it conserves for another movie. <laughs> okay. Our goodbyes took like five minutes. <laughs> this needs, this madness needs to stop. Yeah, the thing is we feel very uncomfortable with cutting the episode now. So, please forgiveness. Yeah. On one part, forgive us. On the other part, sorry, not sorry. We're giving you so much content. And we talked about so much. Like, so many things. They're not just the movie. They are art, history, and there is geography. Yeah, well, um, sorry, not sorry. Um, I don't even say sorry because I think this is the best decision for you because you have to listen to us a lot of time and you know you listen to me for a lot of time that's the really poor unfortunate soul I know you love us but our butts are just hurting so much yeah not for the good reason so this was all for this week my green cookies, I hope to see you in my next episode and we're going to be uploading the recipe around social media anyway. Yes, speaking of social media, who would say? You can follow us on Twitter at PoorSoulsCast, you can see the beautiful recipes that Elia cooked for us, on Instagram, UnfortunateSoulsCast, and if you have a suggestion you can email us at UnfortunateSoulsCast at gmail.com so fun i think this episode the long of this episode was thanks to the microphone yeah so goodbye or not bye bye bye, bye.